like to give a special shout out to the sponsor of our show, The Makeover Master. I can't say enough good things about them as they've done a ton of help to grow our show and support our mission through their branding and brand strategy help. Honestly, I wouldn't be where I am at today without them. Here's the deal. If you run a business and want more awareness, leads and sales, everyone out there is telling you that their strategy, tool or tactic is the magic pill that will give it to you fast and easy. But these quick fix solutions don't work for most because most businesses are either missing the foundations or they are out of order and the foundations are what make all these online strategies work. Well, I've got great news for you today because our sponsor, the Makeover Master, and I are able to give you their $997 foundations course completely free. I've been through this course myself and it's packed with so much value and it's unlike any other course out there today. You can get through it in less than a few hours and it will completely transform your perspective on what really matters and why when it comes to having more success with your business online. If you get to the show notes of this episode, our sponsors page or visit my website, uh, natebailey.org forward slash foundations today, you can get access to the course for free. I'm not sure when this free offer will disappear. So go to my website once again, natebailey.org forward slash foundations today and get your $997 gift from me to you completely free. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Championship Leadership Podcast. This is your host, Nate Bailey, and I'm, uh, I'm, I'm really thrilled and excited to have Dean Carnazzi back on for a second time to the Championship Leadership Podcast. Uh, he's got a new book out called A Runner's High, My Life in Motion. And if you know anything about Dean, He's done some incredible things. He's carried the Olympic torch a couple times. He's, he's, he's visited the White House. He's run across the, the country multiple times. He's, he's run on all of the seven continents twice. And uh, just that's just to name a few. He's he's incredible story. He's inspired and impacted many people through his journey, uh, running long distances. And uh, this newest book is is uh, just another step in that chapter of his journey and his life. 
So um, we talk a lot about his family. We talk about his career and how he's been able to make this uh, a living for himself. And, and also just talked about what's coming up for him in the future as well. So I'm excited to have him on. Go check the Ultra Marathon Man himself out at ultramarathonman.com. You can also go check out my website, natebailey.org, to hear of all the other episodes that we have for this podcast. You can get a free audiobook version of my 100 Mile Mindset book. Uh, on my website, check out all the other programs we have going on. But without any further ado, I want to get you into Dean Carnazzi. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Championship Leadership Podcast. Uh, we got Dean Carnazzi with, uh, back with us here for a second time. Uh, we are uh, talking about his book, A Runner's High, um, My Life in Motion. And uh, I reached out to Dean when I saw the book came out. I asked him if he would come on. And uh, of course, here he is. So, um, had an opportunity to to read the book and, and thoroughly enjoyed it. So thanks for coming back, Dean. I really appreciate it. Yeah, it's great to be back on your show. Yeah, absolutely. So maybe you could tell us a little bit about where did where did the book come from? I, obviously, I've I've read basically I think I've read all your books uh, up until this point, and uh, I've loved every one of them. Uh, I'm a little bit of a runner, so you know there, we have that in common, and that helps. I think when you're when you're reading your books, but uh, where where did the uh, prompting come for this book? It had been a little bit yet since the last one. Is that correct? Yeah, it's, uh, well, I've written five books, and I think five books in maybe uh, 15 years. So maybe yeah. every three, every three years. Go, every three. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, my first book, uh, Ultra Marathon Man, was kind of a coming-of-age book, like learning about these crazy uh, long ultra marathons and, you know, learning that a human can indeed run a hundred miles nonstop. Yeah. And, and this most recent book is about, you know, a guy who's been doing it now for a couple of decades and how I've, you know, stayed in the game, how I've, uh, you know, really um, looked to uh, stay in the game forever. You know, to, to, you know, my finish line, I like to say is a pine box. Yeah. Right. You know, talking about some of the challenges of getting, you know, of an older athlete. Yeah. As well yeah. as, you know, I, I just, I wanted to be a propulsive read. Like I wanted, you know, I wanted the, the reader to have a little bit of literary pleasure mm -hmm. in the writing itself. So it's, it's kind of an immersive book. Like I, I try to put you right where the action is. And, and so that it's just, you know, you just turn the pages and you kind of, you know, you kind of forget about um, the world for a bit because yeah. <laughs> the world is in a funny place right now. Yeah, it is. And uh, good timing for that. That's for sure. When did you start the product uh, project? Cause obviously we're, Hopefully, it feels like we're starting to come out a little bit of uh, the COVID pandemic that, that we've all been going through since early 2020. Um, was this a project that kind of popped up during that time? I know a lot of races were canceled. You talk about that even in your book and, uh, you know, how you continued uh, on your journey and what you're doing. Um, did you have did you have a little bit of extra time throughout this last year and a half to to work on this, or was this a project that you had started before that? Yeah, it was it was pretty much started before that. Okay. Uh, you know, the the final chapter, as you said, uh, is about a, a you know a race I was supposed to do yeah. that was canceled, but I still went and did it just you know by myself, like as a virtual race. Yeah, and so that was in that was about a year ago. Yeah, that was that was in May of uh, twenty twenty. So. Uh, I do touch on the uh, the pandemic, and uh, it's it's funny to read that chapter because in a lot of ways we're further along, but you know we're 
we're still not as <laughs> we're still not doing you know a lot of uh, racing as as runners or you know endurance athletes. Like a lot of races have not come back online. Right. I'm uh, I'm running a race in Alaska, the Denali 135 in June. Well, just next month, and that was one of those that got canceled last year. And even this year, up until recently, um, you know, he was waiting for a certain amount of runners, I think, to really commit to doing it. And uh, when I thought, you know, what's no big problem, we should be able to do this. Uh, And, uh, you know, it it seems like there was still a number of races that just aren't comfortable, I guess, getting back out there, which is interesting to me a little bit. So, yeah, I think it depends on, you know, the what state you're in. I mean, Alaska seems to be welcoming uh, tourists and Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, I've, I've got both my vaccination shots, so I'm fully vaccinated. But in California, we're, we're still shut down pretty much. I mean, we're not yeah. you know, we're supposed to open, I think, on June 15th. But, yeah. you know, it's we're still nowhere out of the woods. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's yeah, that's a good point. What, um, you know, inside your book, you talk a lot about your family, which I really thought was interesting. You know, the relationship uh, with your wife and, of course, more, I believe do you have a daughter as well. Yeah, I have a daughter and a son. Yep, son, and you you definitely highlight the uh, the journey with your son a little bit in the book, which I think is really cool because I think about when some of the races I, I've done and or some of the things I've done and I haven't done nearly as much as as you have over the years. But um, it is kind of a lonely journey for me inside of my family because they don't really talk to me about it. They don't really ask me a lot of questions about it, and they they're really not interested. In it, it's not that they don't support me, but um, and it does sound like you've had a lot of support in your life from your family, and and uh, you know a few of the chapters, of course, going back to Western states, it involves your son helping you and supporting you through that, which was which interesting to read through that because I also have kids that are 13, 11, and eight now, and so um, I'm kind of you, your kids are a bit ahead of mine, but I'm just kind of seeing that journey from a father's perspective as well and it's just always interesting to me because to do what you do to run for a living and to run long distances it it requires a lot of time which also is a bit of a sacrifice of course away from those that you care about the most as well so that dynamic that you talked about and and how you guys handle it and deal with it and the the fact that you're pretty open about it i thought was was very interesting and appreciated that yeah, there's a saying, uh, you know, in school, you get the lesson and then you take the test. Yeah, right. In, in parenting, you take the test and then you get the lesson. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's. Uh, I, I don't think anyone can be a runner with in isolation. Yeah. I mean, you know, you and my family sound a little bit similar. I mean, my kids are, and my wife are certainly, uh, you know, they're familiar with, with what I'm doing. Yeah. But they're not totally immersed in it. I mean, I know other couples and other families where, you know, the, the, the wife is there, you know, she might be a, an ultra marathoner as well. And the kids mm-hmm. might've dabbled in racing and they're at every race. And it's kind of a lifestyle thing. Yeah. Uh, for me, it's kind of like, like you, like I go to these races by myself yep. most of the time and it's kind of an, you know, an isolated experience. Yeah. And you also know that you're training a lot. Like, you know, right. you've got a lot of, <laughs> you're running a marathon every day with, with the kids at that age. Yeah. And you know, you, you're sacrificing a lot of things to fit your training in and hopefully you're not sacrificing your kids too much, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, talk about, um, you know, championship leadership. So the leadership from the perspective for you of, 
um, being on this journey and from from the time you came in kind of making a name for yourself uh, really helping to to grow the sport and I know you talk about how it's uh, a little bit maybe uncomfortable it's it, it sounds like sometimes uh, your dad even you know calling you the ultra marathon man and how that uh, embarrasses you a little bit which I thought I cracked up a little bit and thought that was funny that and and you explaining the relationship with your, your parents as well throughout this book was was awesome um, as well. But uh, I also picked up on, you know, you're getting a little bit older, right? Time continues to move on and new people are coming into the sport, of course, as is always going to happen. Uh, you're continuing like the only finish line you said right away in the beginning being the pine box. But what is what does that feel? feel like because there's a lot of people yelling out your name uh you know like at the western states you, you could barely know your own name at the point in certain points of of this race people are asking you to take pictures and uh just how how much have you been able to really embrace that role that you you have as a leader of the sport and and uh and how much and how difficult is it at the same time to continue to carry that torch yeah the, i mean these are good questions and you know if you look at other sports it's it's unheard of for an athlete you know to still be competing in their 50s <laughs> can you imagine like a basketball player or you know football player in their 50s it's yeah exactly although tom brady might uh test that one here pretty soon yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely yeah. yeah and 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 so you know one maintaining my physical fitness which you know is is getting harder and harder i mean i, I put so much effort into being as fit as i can so that's a challenge as well as I talk about the business elements. I mean, you know, making a living in this sport yeah. has always been challenging because, I mean, even nowadays, you know, that some of the younger athletes are getting paid really well. And, you know, part of what I tried to do and, in, in, you know, in, in my career is to uh, expand the sport so that more people could make a living doing what they love. Mm -hmm. That's, that's kind of happened. Yeah. But, you know, for me, like I have a list of sponsors I've worked with over the years and it's, it's, <laughs> you know, it's a really long list. I think there's 30 or 40 names on there. So it's kind of a, in some ways it's a churn and burn, Yeah. but you know, you're, you're, you're hot for a moment and then a company, you know, their marketing uh, messaging might change and, and they're on to the next person. So it's very transitory in that regard. And you're, you're kind of, you know, you're, you're constantly selling in a sense. I mean, you know, you've got to, the buck stops on your shoulder. Yeah. So, you know, if you lose a sponsorship, you're more, you know, the bank is not going to let you out of your mortgage payment. <laughs> <laughs> That's for sure. Right. What's, uh, what's maybe talk a little bit about that. How, how did you, how did you figure that all out? Kind of, you know, because I'm sure there was no roadmap for you. You going back to the story that you tell of really how you, how this became a life for you in the, inside of your first book to, you know, to today and where you're at. And, uh, one of the conversations that you had or experiences that you had was with a, was with a, a rep from a company that you had lunch with, right. And that experience, uh, and, and how that went for you. But, uh, yeah. How did you figure that out and, 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 uh, to create that life for yourself? Yeah. You know, I, I I've got to be honest. I looked outside of the running world to, um, other athletes that have, I think, um, built a, a, you know, a, quite an empire in their sports. Like um, there's a guy named Laird Hamilton. Yeah. Who's a big wave surfer. And, mm -hmm. you know, prior to that, you only made a living surfing in contests, but a lot of the, the contests were held in, you know, population centers where the waves 
really sucked. <laughs> right, right. And like, I don't want to go ride a two foot wave. That's, <laughs> you know, it's totally undesirable. It's blown out. It's it's not a great wave at all. Like all I want to do is ride the biggest, heaviest, gnarliest waves on earth. And he figured out how to make a living doing that, which I thought was really impressive. Mm -hmm. um, so I looked at him. There's a guy named Conrad Anker, who's a, uh, a climber, like in the climbing circles, Conrad is, you know, he's like the, the legend of legends. Yeah. And so I looked to him because I mean, prior to Conrad, you know, climbers, <laughs> you know, you climbed a mountain just for your yeah. satisfaction, but you never got paid for it. So he figured out a way to do that. There's a guy named Tony Hawk, who's yeah. a skateboarder. Right. You know, prior to that, skating was just, you know, kind of a, a grungy thing you did. And he figured out how to make a you know career out of it. So I modeled kind of what I did on those guys. And, and that's how I did it. Got it. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And, and uh, recognizable names, definitely. But but sports that were a bit on the, on the fringes, definitely, which is absolutely what ultra running is for many as well. Um, has it, has it been, is it humbling to, to see where the sport has grown and, and to know that you've played, a, you know, a, a good part in, in helping that grow? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's satisfying to me and, you know, to go to a race and have people say things like, wow, you know, I'm here because of you. Yeah. You know, that, that there's a, there's an internal reward um, with that. That's unmeasurable. Yeah. You know, it just, it brings me a lot of joy when I get, and I've gotten you know, tens of thousands of messages and some of them were just like, you know, wow, you changed my life. Yeah. And when someone says that to me, it's like the greatest honor ever. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, and, you know, nowadays <laughs> they probably kick my, they kick my ass on the race course too. As they're passing to you. Thanks old man. That was fun. Yeah. Thanks for getting me in here. I'll at the finish festival. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, that's good. That's, uh, it's good that you can laugh about it too, but, um, yeah, I can't imagine. I, I can only imagine that, 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 uh, that feels amazing to know that you've had a, a part in that. Um, the Western States that you talk about, uh, coming back, uh, to do that and, you know, we'll let the, the readers hopefully that, that check this book out again, a runner's high my love for motion by Dean Carnazzi, but, um, just the fact that you got into the race, right? Because it, it was by no means a given that you were going to get entry. And you talk about it like before in the early days, like no one really knew about it and it wasn't an issue. And then as you were super competitive and, and doing well, then you always had a spot. But um, as time goes on and, and the races exploded and they can only, but, but the number of people that they can allow to enter is very low. Uh, just the fact that you're able to get into that and then really going through that journey of, you know, because I would think of someone like yourself or someone else might think and, and think that, man, these 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 guys that we've heard of that are in this sport, that, that are in this game and, you know, that you just don't think that they have the same experiences. Maybe someone like myself, who uh, is uh, a mere novice when it comes to ultra running, but uh, but to see the experience that you had and how well you were able to detail it and, and how much of a struggle it was for you, just like it is for everyone else and, and putting that into words. Um, I, it was, uh, something that I could definitely relate to, but what was it like that experience going through it? You know, your son, uh, came and was able to help you through that and, and did amazing. And, uh, in true 21 year old fashion, you know, 
you wanted to talk about it and game plan it and 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 get everything ready and, and your son was like hey i got this and uh being a bit concerned about it and then to see that he was able to really step up and it was a powerful moment for you guys in that experience as well maybe talk a little bit about yeah. Well, I mean, I think uh, you'd agree that a, like a hundred mile foot race is kind of a, a microcosm of life itself. I mean, you have uh, uh, just a whole host of experiences along the way. You know, some are good, some are not so good. And, um, you know, there's a lot of learning that takes place when you do something like this. And one, yeah, one of the elements I wrote about is uh, my son, Nicholas, who, you know, we've been pretty close, but he went off to college and, you know, he was in a different state and, you know, we didn't, we didn't communicate that often. And, you know, he was back for the summer and, you know, he was kind of tracking on me, um, you know, doing Western States and he just kind of one day on a whim said, yeah, I want to, I want to crew for you. And you know how important crew is, you know, they're kind of your lifeline. Right. And so I thought, wow, this is going to be a test because <laughs> he didn't seem like a very responsible kid to me. Yeah. You're, and you're absolutely right. He said, he said Dad, are you, I, we don't need to talk about it. Like, I know what to do. And I'm, <laughs> Nick, the last time you crewed for me, you were 10 years old. <laughs> Someone handed you a squirt bottle and said, you know, spray your dad off yeah. when he comes in and die. Like, you didn't do anything. <laughs> and he's like, I've got this. And so I just kind of gave myself up to it. And he proved himself to be way more responsible than I ever, you know, I saw a certain side of him that I'd never seen before. Mm -hmm. like he really did a good job. He was very, very detail-oriented, and it was a, a really um, a beautiful experience for me to see this and, and learn about my son. Yeah, right, right, absolutely. can imagine. Maybe talk a little bit about just the continuation of, of the journey that you're on. Obviously, I don't think this will be the last book we'll ever see from you, and it's definitely not the last race that you're going to run, like you said. I think that's a question that a lot of people will ask, you know, even me, like, oh man, you've ran a hundred miles. Like what's, what's next? You're going to run 200. You're going to, you know, it's like, you always got to top it. And, and that mentality in a way is kind of true too. It's a lot of times can be what's next, but for someone like you, you've done some really crazy, incredible things. Uh, in the book, you talk about uh, the Silk Road run that you did. Um, but how do you continue to determine what's next for you and what that next race is going to be and continue to change and, and evolve inside of the goals that you have for yourself um, to stay um, inside of this sport as well as a ambassador? Um, what's, how, how do you handle that, that question and, uh, from others and for yourself? Yeah, I mean, you, you know, as a writer, um, you know, in author circles, is saying you're only as good as your next book. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, already people are saying, oh, when's your next book coming out? I'm like, gee, I just published my book. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> and that's in almost every interview I do with like non-running uh, media, you know, their, their final question is, so what's next for you? You know, everyone wants to know what you're doing next. And they're always looking for you to kind of top what you've done. Yeah, right. And, you know, I mean, I've run on all seven continents twice now. You know, I've run 50 marathons in 50 U.S. states in 50 consecutive days. Um, you know, I've, <laughs> I've done so much. It's, it's, right. it's hard to kind of shock someone with, oh, well, this is what I'm going to do now. <laughs> yeah. But uh, it does look like in August, hopefully, I'm going to run across Australia. So okay. I've never done that before. I used to live in Australia, and I've done some long runs in Australia, but this would be across Australia. And, um, you know, there, there are, someone reminded me there's, there's 10 varieties of snakes and eight varieties of spiders that will kill a man in under a minute. Oh man. 
<laughs> That'd be a new challenge, yeah. Yeah, no doubt. What um, are you doing that with someone? Anyone else? Yeah, there's an ultra marathoner from Australia named Pat Farmer. Okay, good guy, and he he's done. I mean, he's not. He should be a household name because the things yeah. he's done, like he's the only guy who's ever run. He ran from the the North Pole to the South Pole. Wow, <laughs> I've heard that name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's and, That's and, and, and he's a politician, so he's a character. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And he, we're about the same. He's a little bit older than me, but we're uh-huh. pretty much the same age. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. That's, uh, and that'll happen this summer, you said? August, hopefully. Yep. Okay. Coming up fast. So, yeah, I mean, yeah. And to your point, you know, I, you know, you're going to do the Denali 135, hopefully. Yeah. I mean, you're going to run across Australia in August, hopefully. You know, yeah. we're working right. with the um, Australian government and the U.S. State Department. And right now it looks like we're going to be able to pull it off, but it's still, you know, if there's a variant or something that, that emerges or, yeah. you know, if there are other hotspots that pop up, who knows what's going to happen. That reminds me of a story from the book when you're trying to get from one country to another, right? In on the Silk Road and, and yeah. uh, they weren't letting you through. <laughs> that was, that was, that was dicey. All border crossings are dicey, but when you're on foot, you know, and yeah. it's the border between Uzbekistan and Kazakhstan, <laughs> I can't imagine the things going through your head. Like, what am I going to do if they don't let me through? Like, yeah. where am I going to go? But yeah, very interesting. Definitely check out the book. What uh, What are some of the biggest things that you've taken from? You know, a lot of times it's like, all right, what does the reader get from the book? But what do you? What did you get from 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 this experience with this this book? What are some of the things that really have stuck with you or stood out in this process of writing it, and now, obviously, getting it into other people's hands as well. You know, Nate, I've learned a lot about writing and hopefully I'm a better writer, but I've also learned that, you know, you, you live with your book. Like it doesn't ever go away. Yeah. And like some of my previous books, I, I'll read a passage and I cringe like, oh God, yeah. no cliche. <laughs> so this book, I just said, you know, make the writing really good quality writing. Yeah. So it's engaging, like really, really entertain the reader. Like it's entertainment, right? Let's, let's it make was. it fun. So it's, there's some funny stories in there. It's not, it's not, not all super intense. Right. And I think a lot of people are surprised. Like you can talk about, you know, you can have fun during a hundred mile race. Like mm-hmm. it can, there can be levity and there can be comedy. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So I talk about that. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. That, that reminds me of the story at the white house, uh, you and, uh, um, Michelle Obama and her taking her shoes off and <laughs> playing in the grass and how interesting of an experience that would be. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's funny. Cause I have a family photo of her with us and she's barefoot. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Best thing the photo, she has no shoes on. Yeah. 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 Um, I had the honor of having Stephen Pressfield on the show and, and, uh, and to your point, he talked a lot about that, the great author of course. And that, uh, I love how he writes and, and, uh, he said some similar things when I asked him a similar question with the writing. And, um, so yeah, very important. Oh, that's, uh, that's, that's, that's so wonderful to hear because I mean, he's a guy I admire so much as a writer. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, me as well. So what, um, as we start to wrap this up, where do you see, um, yourself? I don't know, five to, 10 years from now as you continue down this, this path and this journey. Cause I don't think that the path and the journey is, is going to stop for you. Like you said, I'm pretty sh- 
it seems like you're uh, pretty set in 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 this path and journey and what's important to you and and the, and the people and the message that you've been able to to help through it all along the way. What's uh and what's on the horizon for you as we wrap this up for the readers? Yeah, I think you know I'm going to keep going and I'm going to take care of my body and be the best that I can at my age and hopefully I'll continue to inspire people when they say, "Oh, <laughs> there's that runner guy. He's 75 <laughs> years old. And he's still kicking it. Like he's still, <laughs> still going." I love so, it. I mean, I've run, you know, I've run about 300 marathons. I hope to run another 300 marathons and, uh, and a shitload of more ultras. So yeah, I'm just yeah. going to keep going. Yeah. And <laughs> you'll see me there. I'll be at the back of the pack and I'll, be <laughs> apart, but I'll still cross that finish line. Well, you can say hi to me. So I <laughs> uh, appreciate you taking time and, and being here. Uh, definitely grab uh dean's book you can i know you, i'm sure you can get it on his website which we'll have linked up obviously also uh amazon and probably just about anywhere else that sells books um i believe i got mine from amazon so so go check it out grab it and also check out the rest of his books uh extremely entertaining and inspiring i didn't go out and run an, a marathon or an ultra marathon after reading the first book but it definitely it like uh something clicked in my head that that put that in my mind that someday I would and I eventually did. So um, thank you. Uh, I, I guess I get to add that list of, of of thanking you for inspiring me to do the same. So appreciate you being here. I'm just I'm still I'm glad you still like me, Nate. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Have a great day. OK, you too, brother. Be well. Ain't no five and no six, I deployed to Kuwait I used to wait every day for them to say Nature going home, I miss my life, miss my wife For 15 months she was all alone But when I got back I felt out of control Feeling entitled, I put my life on hold I keep on drinking so I'm sinking in a river of liquor Me and my wife weren't alright, I didn't reconnect with it I had a business, insurance agent, and rental properties But is there something bigger than this? I know there's gotta be so I Invested in myself, I started seeing coaches Life is a camera, I fixed the lens and now I see in focus Now my life's unrecognizable From my life just a couple years ago 17 plus years of marriage, it's never been better than this And we got three kids, that's who I do it for I'm gonna be a leader, I'ma lead the way Cause I'm a firm believer, we can do anything we want If I said it then I meant it, I probably Championship Leadership Podcast.